0: On morgen details we always hearing the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is always engaged in the culture of Krishna Consciousness and in hearing of the Lord's activities, very soon becomes eligible to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Constant engagement in the transcendental loving service of Vasudeva means constantly hearing the glories of the Lord. The principles of Bhakti Yoga, Shaman, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Svanam, Paraselam, archanam, satyam, are the only means by which perfection can be attained. Simply by hearing of the glories of the Lord, one is elevated to the transcendental position. <laughs> so now we're coming to the uh, part of this um, instruction by the Muni really, to King Prachinavarim where he uh, points out the how one gets out of the entanglement of the um, the spirit soul of being trapped in the conditioned uh, and trapped in the cycle of birth, death, old age and disease in the material world. So now, uh, having pointed out the living entity's situation, a very unfortunate situation in material existence, life after life, uh, we come to the point where he is giving uh, the way out, the option to go back to the spiritual world, to go back home back to Godhead. And, uh, <coughs> Here it describes that um, those who are faithful, uh, always hearing the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, etc., uh, that they're eligible to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. So, now, the Personality of Godhead um, <coughs> is understood uh, by most cultures in the world that uh, follow religious principles, a fide system of religion, most of them understand that the Lord lives in the spiritual world and he's also situated within everyone's heart. Most people have that understanding. Uh, so whether they're Christian, Muslim, etc. You know, that common understanding is there. the Lord is in the heart, everyone's heart, you can hear their prayers, and he's also situated in the spiritual world. Thus the Lord in one sense is everywhere and he also has a a personal feature. Well, the personal feature uh, that the Lord is situated in the spiritual world, the Kingdom of God, they call it the Kingdom of God, but generally people have no idea what the Kingdom of God is and what God looks like, or even if he is a person. Um, so for many years I was doing the uh, interfaith uh, forums going uh, way back to uh, since about 19, uh, uh, 1980 uh, West Australia South Australia New South Wales and Victoria and um, so in all the time uh, I never have found anyone who had any faith or proper understanding of the College of person, And um, so in my general discussions with them, that they just didn't understand that. And in fact, um, some years back, as them, it was here in Victoria I thought I would just ask them. And you know, there were the heads from Victoria and some of the states of the different uh, religious organisations, Christian, a couple of different branches of Christianity, and uh, Muslim, and Judaism, like that, Buddhism, and I asked them. So there was about um, six or eight of them. I asked "Please, each one of you, answer this question: In the is God in His eternal situation in His?" Person. (laughs) It's a straight-out question. Uh, All of them babbled on for a little bit, and um, most of them said, "Uh, uh, um, well, uh, I can't really say one way or another. So none of them could just say, Yes, God is a person. These are the heads of, you know, the there, selected as the people who will represent the teachings and answer the questions and and what have you, and they have no idea. But, so there's a general understanding that uh, God exists in his spiritual kingdom, most of them, that's about as far as the knowledge goes, in the very vague whether God is a person. Therefore, um, we see that Michelangelo, I think it was, you know, in painting a picture in the famous chapel uh, in Europe, painting God as a very old man. Now, of course, you know, we have pictures uh, of the Lord in our temples. If someone painted a picture that in any way didn't reflect uh, the um, characteristics of God, we wouldn't hang it in in any of their temples. No matter matter how well it was painted, no matter who the painter was, even if it was Michelangelo himself, we wouldn't hang it. We wouldn't put it in their books, we wouldn't worship it. So for that, so you know for centuries uh, the acceptance that God is an old man that he grows old, um, one of the uh, conditions of material existence. Uh, it is not a condition of uh, one who is eternal and unchangeable. Uh, that has been accepted. so there's, there's very little, if any knowledge of who God is, but this they tend to understand. God is situated within the heart of everyone. He hears everyone's prayers. They feel His presence. If they're following some, you know, bona fide practices of religion, then they get that sense, and that He's uh, all pervading everywhere. Uh, God is everything. God is love. There is some reciprocation we can have. Everything He's doing is good, and. Um, he exists somewhere in the spiritual kingdom, but they don't really know anything about that. That's, that's the general situation in the book. Uh, we have a name for that personality, of Godhead, who is situ- uh, situated everywhere, uh, within everyone's heart, within every atom. Uh, we call him Vishnu, or Vassana. So that uh, Vasudeva being referred to here. So it's the same personality of Godhead who is worshipped and understood, uh, but uh, here is describing that if one hears and chants about that personality of Godhead, his name, which is hallowed or spiritual, his form, his pastimes, his qualities then one can in fact very quickly be able to come to the position that they can see God face to face now of course when we say uh, see God face to face that indicates that he has a face we have a face and that um, of course uh, his face is part of his spiritual body which is eternal and ever fresh and never ages, has no bones, not a mechanical body like our body, Um, (coughs) uh, so we can see him face to face with our spiritual senses, the senses of our spiritual uh, self, which also has a form. Um, (coughs) So, And that process is by hearing about the Lord. you know, Generally, as we said, in most religious traditions there's very little hearing and chanting because they don't know anything about God's form, his activities, his qualities, what he does in the spiritual world, uh, all of those different things are, are unknown. So therefore the hearing and chanting process Is not taken up um, very much, if at all. Uh, but um, we 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 see that uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, in the thirteenth chapter, we it up um, in the text. i alright sorry, seven hundred verses. So, this is 13.26. Again, there are those who, although not conversant in spiritual knowledge, begin to worship the Supreme Person upon hearing about Him from others. Because of their tendency to hear from authorities, they also transcend the path of birth and death. So <clears throat> and in a similar passage, a similar vein of thought, in the sixth chapter, is one I prepared earlier. Six
1: thirty
0: one Six thirty one It says that same your you Maybe like the Such a who engages in the worshipful service of the super-soul knowing that I, Krishna, and the super-soul are one remains always in me in all circumstances. So here, there's a little further information that uh, the the um, Krishna is that personality of Godhead who appears in everyone's heart and is situated in the spiritual world as Bhagavan or the personality of Godhead. So that uh, here in this verse that Supreme God is identified as Krishna. And now it describes it there are many yogis of course, in India who meditate to try and see the, uh, the Lord uh, within their heart. So Prabhupada says in his purport, The yogi who is practicing meditation on the super soul sees within himself the plenary portion of Krishna as Vishnu, with four hands, holding conch shell, wheel, club and lotus flower. The yogi should know that Vishnu is not different from Krishna. Krishna, in this form of super soul, is situated in everyone's heart. Furthermore, there is no difference between the innumerable super-souls present in the innumerable hearts of all of the entities. Nor is there a difference between a Krishna conscious person always engaged in the transcendental loving service of Krishna and a perfect yogi engaged in meditation on the super soul. The yogi in Krishna consciousness, even though he may be engaged in various activities while in material existence, remains always situated in Krishna. Okay. Okay. And as described in some regions Sindhu, a devotee of the Lord always acting in Krishna consciousness is automatically liberated. Um, and Uh, Then in the Narada Pancharatra, it says that by concentrating one's attention on the transcendental form of Krishna, who is all pervading beyond time and space, one becomes absorbed in thinking of Krishna and then attains the happy state of transcendental association with Him. So then, by that state of uh, absorbing oneself in thinking of Krishna, um, one's um, cultivation of Krishna consciousness and by always hearing and chanting about Krishna. It says that one is always in the transcendental state of associating with him in his face to face. Uh, <coughs> it says further, that Krishna consciousness is the highest stage of transcendental practice. So this hearing and chanting process one is always absorbed in Krishna that is an even higher and more intimate connection with the Supreme Lord and um, association with the Supreme Lord in an intimate, interactive, loving relationship. That is even greater than the yogis. And of course, <coughs> you know, in one sense, there are many persons, that, you know, within Judaism, within Muslim religion, within Christianity. To uh, you know, try to practice their religion in such a way that they go into a deep trance and try and connect with the Supreme uh, or his representatives, such as um, uh, Jesus, Muhammad, uh, Mother Mary, but like they go, they try to go into a deep trance and they do that. They, they, they try and attain that. But he describing that the. The process of um, engagement in devotional service of hearing and chanting, especially, uh, (coughs) is most intimately connected with the Supreme. And um, we'll come back to that point. This very understanding that Krishna is present as paramatma in everyone's heart makes the yogis faultless. And uh, the Vedas. Uh, such as got part of the Gopal Tapan Yu Punchak, confirm this inconceivable potency of the Lord as follows. Although the Lord is one, he is present in innumerable hearts as many. And again in the Matsya Purana Vishnu is one, and yet he is certainly all pervading by his inconceivable potency. In spite of his one form, he is present everywhere as the sun appears in many places. So that this conception—it's a general conception that people have, for the most religions—that God is one; He exists somewhere in the spiritual kingdom. They don't know whether He's black or white, male or female, tall or short, or anything, old or young. They have no—or whether He has two hands. Arms, arms arms. They don't know that, but they know He's one, and yet He's also everyone. That. The very concept is there everywhere in all religions, uh, and of course uh, that is that is the basic understanding. And this is the same teaching as presented in all the Vedas and, and presented in the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> and that per that personal Godhead, His one form is Krishna. Because when we say Krishna, uh, Krishna actually means he who is all attractive uh, and possesses all uh, opulences, attractive opulences in full, uh, God is the possessor of all opulences in full and perfection, and therefore He is attractive to everyone. Um, one of the opulences of the personality of God is beauty, and therefore. God must be beautiful. God cannot be the source of beauty and yet have no beauty himself. Therefore we cannot depict God as an old man. If he has hair, it's certainly not grey. He certainly is a person who doesn't have control over his facial hair. So, if he's a possessor of beauty, he has to be beautiful. It makes more sense that God is Krishna than an old man. So, therefore, there's nothing contradictory in God being the most beautiful, attractive person of which, in the histories of this world, the only person who comes close to that is Krishna. So, there's nothing contradictory about uh, God being uh, Christian. There's not, nothing controversial that actually uh, fits everyone's convention. So, now we'll come back to this point that um, uh, <coughs> yeah, it says that, uh, that, that from the Narada Pancharatra, and of course, that's Narada Muni, he's speaking this verse in Bhagavatam. And he's also uh, being quoted in the Narada Pancharatra that by concentrating one's attention on the form of Krishna, absorbing oneself in thinking Krishna by the nine processes of devotion service, because all the different uh, rules and regulations and processes have one goal that one should never forget the Supreme Lord and one should always remember him. Uh, so those nine processes are. Services for that, and all processes of devotional service should be accompanied by shalom, kirtanam, uh, hearing and, and chanting the voice of the Lord, uh, and, and thus always uh, in deep in samadhi meditating on the Lord. And it says that if one follows that, thinking uh, <coughs> Krishna, and then attains a happy state of transcendental association with Him. So, this verse here uh, is describing to let you know that by this process he can be eligible to see the personality of the body face to face. Again, that may seem like um, a long way off or something impossible. In the second chapter of the uh, Bhagavad Gita, the last verse, verse 72, Srila Prabhupada makes this wonderful, um, he summarizes uh, the uh, contents of the Gita. And um, uh, (coughs) he starts, so the verse is, verse number 72, that is the way of spiritual and godly life, after attaining which a man is not rewarded, if one is thus situated, even at the hour of death, one can enter into the kingdom of God. In his purport, he says, One can attain Krishna consciousness or divine life at once within a second, or one may not attain such a state of life even after millions of births. It is only a matter of understanding and accepting the fact. So, how quickly uh, one can uh, attain uh, this state of Krishna consciousness? One second, or after many millions of boobs. One, it's a matter of what is the difference. That one accepts the facts as they are, or what? And until one does, that could take millions of boobs. And then in that third point, Rabbi says, There is no difference between the kingdom of God and the devotional service of the Lord. Since both of them are on the absolute plane, to be engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord is to have attained the spiritual kingdom. And further down, he says, um, well, I've read that the last part uh, of paragraph. In the material world, there are activities of sense gratification, whereas in the spiritual world, there are activities of Krishna consciousness. Attainment of Krishna consciousness, <coughs> even during this life, is immediate attainment of Brahman, spirit. And one who is situated in Krishna consciousness has certainly already entered into the kingdom of God. So, this process of uh, devotional service, as has been stated here in this verse, allows one to see the person of the Godhead face to face. And, <clears throat> you know, throughout the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam, we understand that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is absolute, Krishna even when he comes to this material world, he is always situated in his spiritual abode, And therefore, when one associates with the Lord through his name, his pastimes, his qualities, one is associated with the personality of Godhead and if you associate with the personality of Godhead, you are situated in the spiritual world. Because Krishna is always in the spiritual world, even when he's here. (coughs) So, therefore, one is able to, and one who uh, is faithful understands that, and they can. So, therefore, in this Krishna book, uh, (coughs) Sri Prabhupada explains, therefore, That how does one come to this position of uh, being always in association with the person I've quoted? That one is never forgetting the Supreme Lord, and, and therefore the Lord is always uh, keeps one focused upon uh, that devotee. Uh, Prabhupada mentioned in, in, in the Christian book that uh, this. Uh, the pastimes of the Lord are generally heard and relished by liberated souls. So here the process is given by Narada Muni, who's one should always hear and chant uh, about Krishna. But we see that because we're conditioned, uh, and even Prachinadari, because he was practicing religious principles under the most material nature, he also wasn't able to engage himself properly in here at Shalim, here at and we see that, that even when you practice the religious system if they're still under material culture predominantly they can't take up this process nor they have any, any much attraction to it. Especially for people who kill animals, as mentioned in the Bhagavad we won't go into that. <laughs> That's another class. But it is mentioned especially the killers of animals, who are God's children, uh, sort of reduce the ch- chances of engaging in this process of hearing and chanting about the uh, personal body. Who <coughs> has many names, of which Krishna is the most is defined name because he is uh, all attractive. So then it says that, um, so it's for the liberated persons and yet the descriptions of the times of Lord Krishna are so attractive that they are relishable for all classes of men. Hearing the activities of Krishna, uh, hearing the activities of Krishna, such engagement is pure spiritual activity. <clears throat> it is essential for persons who are actually liberated to hear about the pastimes of Lord Krishna. That is the supreme rubbish subject matter for one in the liberated state. So on the liberated platform, on the spiritual platform, one must be always engaged in that loving interaction with the Lord, and the loving interaction with the Lord is one is always thinking about the Lord, talking about the Lord, offering the Lord gifts and service. So <clears throat> There's a very, very practical sense that you can't have a loving relationship with anyone in this world whether it be your father, your mother, your uncle, your auntie, your children, your your husband, your wife, you can have a friend, you can't have a a, a loving relationship with anyone if you don't engage in some activities in relation to them, which primarily the six that um, you may share some food, offering well, you may share some gifts. So you're offering some gifts, you receive receiving something and appreciating the gifts. <coughs> you're revealing your mind and speaking in confidence and discussing um, about your particular activities in relationship to that person, about those that person's relationship. Activities in relationship to you. Any relationship, um, you know, in in, say, a state parish, for example, it's a good example. There's a lot of discussion that goes on to keep the relationship coming. You know, why did you do that? Why didn't you do that? What do you mean? Do you really care about (laughs) that? Shown, demonstrated it. You know, There is so much discussion, so much interaction and, and that relationship and or <clears throat> you know, that was wonderful that you did that for me. I can't believe that you um you know think about this so much that you would do this me. You know, the that's if there's no discussion on the confidential uh, activities and the nature of the relationship and there's no interaction of gifts, receiving and often gifts. What is a relationship? If you get married to someone, you just sit there and look at each other. Yeah. You look at each other. Not at work. No offerings. Oh, I'm off to work. See you tonight. Come home. Sit there. Look at each other. What is a relationship? Yeah. So, this um, <coughs> uh, there must be these loving relationships uh, with the person we have got here. Also, <coughs> there must be this um, Devotional service, which is particularly prominent in hearing and chanting and you know full consciousness of the uh, love of interaction, that must be there. <coughs> so, therefore, that's essential for liberated persons. If there is no interaction with the person over God then what is the relationship? It's essential that there must be interaction. So then Now Prabhupada comes to what about others, uh, as we've heard in the Bhagavad Gita. Also, if persons who are trying to be liberated hear such narrations as the Bhagavad Gita and Shuma Bhagavatam, then their path of liberation becomes very clear. The Bhagavad Gita (coughs) uh, is the preliminary study of Shuma Bhagavatam. By studying the one becomes fully conscious of the position of Lord Krishna. And when he is situated at the lotus feet of Krishna, he understands the narrations of Krishna as described in Srimad Bhagavatam. Therefore, Lord Caitanya, uh, Lord Caitanya therefore advice his follows that the business is to propagate Krishna-kitar. Krishna-kitar means narrations about Krishna. <clears throat> There are two Krishna Kittars, narrations spoken by Krishna and narration spoken about Krishna. The Bhagavad Gita is the narration or the philosophy on the science of God spoken by Krishna himself. And Srimad Bhagavatam is the narration about the activities and transcendental pastimes of Krishna. Both are Krishna Kittar. <coughs> it is the order of Lord Jatandya that Krishna Kittar should be spread all over the world because if the condition souls suffering and that the pains of material existence take to Krishna Gita, then their path of liberation will be open and clear. So this Krishna Gita, although it's, it's essential for liberated persons, but also uh, it is also meant for those who are conditioned because it helps them to gradually understand the nature of the Lord our nature is the Lord's servant, the process of devotional service, the process of interaction and by coming to that platform then one can take the graduate and postgraduate sort of activities, loving activities, as mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam, and have this constant interaction, loving interaction with the personality of Godhead, and always feel his presence in a a face-to-face manner. Uh, So, now Prabhupada said, he said that um, you know generally persons sort who of are conditioned are not particularly interested in hearing, you know, in religious discussions or um, to you know to some you degree know, what to speak of um, you know hearing and chanting about Krishna, the personality of Godhead. And yet Prabhupada says that these narrations, of Krishna particularly, are very attractive even to the conditioned souls. So he explains this that um, in, in this introduction to Krishna book. He says that um, this Krishna Kapal will also be very much appealing to the materialistic persons because Krishna's pastimes with the gopis, cowboy girls, are exactly like the loving affairs between young girls and boys within this material world. So that's the whole world is going on that platform. Um, you know, young couples uh, being very much attracted to their romantic pastimes. Uh, <clears throat> Actually, the sex feeling found in human society is not unnatural because the same sex feeling is there in the original personality of Godhead. The pleasure potency is called Shramacarali Rani. So often people ask who's that girl standing next to Krishna that is Radharani that is the Lord's spiritual potency his own internal spiritual uh, pleasure potency the attraction of loving affairs on the basis of sex feeling is the original feature of the supreme personality of Godhead, and we the conditioned souls being part and parcel of the supreme have such feelings also but they experience within a perverted minute Condition. Therefore, when those who are after sex life in this material world hear about Krishna's pastimes with the gopis, they will relish transcendental pleasure, although it appears to be materialistic. The advantage will be that they will gradually be elevated to the spiritual platform. So, because they're associated with the Lord and His activities, under proper guidance, hearing and chanting under proper authorities. That been discussed, and that's been discussed in the previous years. Uh, then when they hear and chant in that way, they can understand that the activities of the Lord that the original sex attraction or the original pure loving spiritual pastimes, which we experience in the material world as a perverted sort of love in a very limited, minute way. Um, So then uh, Prabhupada says in the Bhagavatam it is stated that if one hears the pastimes of Lord Krishna with the gopis from authorities with submission, so one should hear now, when we're talking about the activities of Krishna and Radha the authorities, those speaking, uh, that subject matter, even if they're speaking to conditioned souls, they'll say, when I'm speaking of Krishna, I mean God. When I'm speaking of Radharani, I mean God's spiritual energy. I'm not talking about just an ordinary materialistic couple. Uh, if one challenges that, there is no God, or you know what have you, then the, the conversation on that matter is there. <laughs> but if someone can say, well let me just hypothetically or theoretically accept that, okay, that that's the premise of which we are speaking, and let me hear from there. And if I that, So if that goes on, then it says, then he will be promoted to the platform of transcendental loving service to the Lord, so then they will hear. Oh, I now have faith. I want to do this devotional service that's mentioned. I want to do what the devotees are doing. That faith uh, will manifest and I'll take up that devotional service under you know, the spiritual master. Uh, and the material disease of lust within his heart will be completely vanquished. In other words, after such, uh, such hearing, will counteract materialistic sex life. Hmm. So therefore, here the muni is presenting this process both for the liberated persons and for the uh, and for the conditioned souls. It is eligible, it is for everyone, and it is so potent because through that one personally connects with the all-attractive personality of Godhead, and that all attractive spiritual taste Uh, overrides one's attraction to sex life which is basically the shackles of material existence. So in the the prisons there are the shackles of bars and walls but in the material world uh, the shackles are our attraction to sex life. That that will keep us here, we will want to stay here. In fact, you know, as you sometimes see in the you know, different you know, car bumper stickers. But basically, people have the opinion that I don't want to go to spiritual world because it's boring. You know, if you want to have, you know, sex life and party and stuff like that, stay here in the world. They don't want to... Actually, they're criminals. What are they call recidivists. They commit crimes, and they could commit the same crimes again and again. And sometimes they get released from prison, and they go, immediately oh, mean, you a crime so they get back in, because they're actually, you know, attached to that, even being in prison. You know, there's a, so, uh, so this brings one, uh, you know, to the, uh, to this. Uh, so, I, now here, uh, in the translation, uh, Prabhupada says that, uh, in the translation. And many is saying, one who is faithful, who is always hearing the voice of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is always engaged in the culture of Krishna consciousness and in hearing the Lord's activities, very soon becomes eligible to see the Lord, Supreme Personality of Godhead, face to face. So, this culture of Krishna consciousness, in the Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada makes this. Uh, uh, wonderful statement. It says um, in text number one so this is describing the, how Krishna consciousness is spoken by Krishna. The science, and it comes down in a, a, a succession of great saintly persons who are also great rulers of the world. Because it is their duty that the entire population will, you know, take it, take up this uh, Krishna consciousness, which is the only way that one can actually. Uh, uh understanding the personal of God here, of Revelation. So in the purple Chilaphappa says uh, the kings of all planets are especially meant for protection of the inhabitants and therefore the royal order should understand the signs of the year in order to be able to rule the citizens and protect them from material bondage to lust. All right? so this shackles of sex life. Um, human life is meant for cultivation of spiritual knowledge in eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the executive heads of all states and all planets are obliged to impart this lesson to the citizens by education, culture, and devotion. I really like that statement. So, you know, this, and this is, of course, you know, the Krishna Consciousness Movement. We're also meant to, uh, because the government's haven't taken up yet, we're doing a poor rule. So, uh, <laughs> therefore, those who take up Krishna consciousness, they're above, they should be, transcendental to the, uh, all the Brahmins and Ashramins, they don't identify themselves as Brahman, Brahmin, Tatiya, Vaisya, something else. they don't identify, we identify ourselves as a certain Krishna. But, for the service of Krishna, a devotee will engage in any activity as a Chattrīya, as a Vaishnav, as a Sudha. But if something has to be done, don't do it. So we're doing the work of Chattrīyas as well. We're doing the work of the gurus, that by education, culture and devotion, propagating that, we're trying to spread Krishna consciousness. But it actually should be coming from uh, <clears throat> so, this um, education, of course, this knowledge, transcendental knowledge, is being imparted in books like Bhagavad Gita, preliminary study, advanced study, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charaveda, and Vedic devotion. Uh, devotion, that science of Shravanam kirtan, hearing and chanting, uh, to always by hearing and chanting. Here, it describes in the translation from the Bhagavatam, culture of Krishna consciousness. In one way, we can take the culture of Krishna consciousness as cultivating this practice of hearing and chanting and performing devotional service and worshiping the deity. But also, Prabhupada is mentioning here culture in a more broad sense that uh, in order to hear and chant, as we said in general, uh, one, those who, uh, especially uh, people who eat meat, uh, you know, who kill animals, who are responsible for killing animals, because if you eat meat you're responsible for killing animals, that culture, the culture of being meat eater, is not conducive to Loving every one of God's uh, children. I love you, God, and I'm not going to eat too many of you children. (laughs) Just a few of that. So, um, it's not conducive. Uh, The culture of intoxication. Uh, So, what one eats is very important. Um, The culture of intoxication that is also, you know, one is just already, one is bewildered forgetting one's eternal relationship with the Supreme Lord uh, but then to become intoxicated. And of course, currently, I think, uh, sales of intoxication have gone up, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 percent up. Because, uh, you know, generally, People are so addicted to bad habits that when they go to work, it helps them to at least while I'm at work because I'll get the sack, and lose my job, can't pay my mortgage, look after my family, at least I'll behave myself. As soon as I get home, or even on the way home, I'm going to have a drink. So because these days, people are so addicted to drinking that they'll drink even while they're driving so now there's, there's laws there never used to be laws but now there's laws you can't drink you can't get drunk while you like oh but I want to no you can't you, 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 people are dying um, I knew this elderly person he was a war veteran but um, he told me he said to, uh, you know he, he'll go down to the hotel and uh, he'll drink as much as he can and then he says he puts the car into automatically pi- pilot and drives home. Now there is no automatic pilot in a car. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, if one can't even focus on the fact that they're driving a car that could kill and they could kill themselves and kill others. How are they going to focus on the postgraduate, you know, intimate? Uh, you know, they they can't even relate to another living on the street that I might kill you. How are they going to relate to God? So, you know, the intoxication, gambling, uh, and the madness sex you described, which is basically a So, you know, the culture of Krishna consciousness means to follow different principles, you know, uh, you know eating fish eggs and foods and uh, you know the aphrodisiacs and uh, like garlic and onions, you know, people often say, you know, well, why don't you eat garlic and onions? You know, because they're, they're aphrodisiacs, you know, they stimulate the senses uh, um, in, in the wrong way. And uh, so, all the, so, you know, the culture of Krishna consciousness, the culture of Krishna consciousness also um, is that, uh, you know, these are the four pillars. If one, you know, you can follow that culture, one's hearing and chanting will really be, you know, uh, one will, uh, uh, by the grace of the Lord, have a great, great ability to. You know, into, into this process, that on a daily basis, uh, you know, the focus of one's mind is not on the senses; it's actually on the soul and the personality of Godhead. And then, you know, there are more refined cultures uh, that, as we said, one may be thinking, oh, "I'd like to offer some gifts to God because He is always so kind; He's uh, maintaining my existence and uh, protecting me and, uh, so what gift what what do you offer a gift to someone who has everything you know <laughs> you offer love so you know as a gesture of love you can offer a little flower that's common to everyone and um, uh, always surprises me even, even with uh, you know uh, people who have worshipped the Lord and their families for thousands of years, and if you go to the home, they never have flowers. But very few people you know grow flowers. So you know, but you know, it's a culture. Um, there, there are cultural aspects um, that um, growing flowers, cooking foods, cooking nice food, learning how to you know, cook properly offering that to the Lord. Um, the nice inter- interactions uh, between husband and wife, between parents and children, between friends, uh, these activities are very conducive to Krishna consciousness. Actually, you know, in in the early days of Krishna consciousness, uh, you know, a lot of mistakes were made because the you know, there was a strong emphasis on uh, chanting 16 Downs, you know, a single Krishna, but the culture uh, of uh, you know, the interaction uh, between devotees as they went about their um, you know, activities. So it was almost, you know, in, in some places, if you were a Grihastha living outside of the temple, um, yeah, it was almost like we weren't really devotees. <laughs> you know, you're either in the temple or you're not, sort of thing, in some places. So, um, and therefore many, many devotees, greenhouses not that we had a lot. The few that we did have, many of them lived right close next door or in the temple. Uh, so, you know, the culture of Krishna consciousness, of course, also means uh, that. The process of hearing and chanting and thinking of Krishna, but you know, family life, which, which is uh, the basic activities of 99% of devotees now and in the future, will be in families, uh, and that is recommended by Sri Bhaktivinoda Kauri So, family life in Kali Yuga is a very stable position. Uh, so <coughs> And then the interaction between the, the families and the Brahmacharis and the, and the brahmacharini's and the sannyasis, the families are actually treat the you know those you know brahmacharini's brahmacharis and uh, sannyasis almost like children in one sense that they look after them, they make sure that they you know always have uh, their, their, their requirements uh, as well. For that. So that's culture. a lot of these things we're sort of beginning to implement to some degree, so, you know, we're getting different departments to look after that, you know, so in infancy states, but uh, that should be rock solid culture because it it actually, so these are more refined, you know, so from the, you know, basically following the four regular principles, there's a lot more to culture than, you know, only following the four regular principles, you know, there's, The way Prabhupada presents that in the Bhagavad Gita, you know, that the disciplic succession uh, presents this Krishna consciousness movement by education, by culture, and by devotion. That is what uh, we are presenting. That is what this God is supposed to be presenting. so there are many, many different aspects of uh, that, that culture, and when that is not there, and therefore we see that, um, you know, that, that culture is a real safety net. And, and, and uh, that, that's one of the things that uh, I personally have noticed that because, um, you know, in the West really they don't have a culture. You know, there's tomato sauce and football and a couple of other things. You know. <laughs> 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 they're, they're, you know the ways we convey made a culture of not having a culture. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <so>. and, uh, <laughs> and, and you know places like Europe. I mean, you know, in places like Europe, you know, uh, in, in um, places like France, and that, you know, you know they, they didn't have baths. You know, they just had perfume and wigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, many people in in civilised, aristocratic societies didn't bathe very much or, you know, and things like that. So, there's not a lot of of culture in the West and Europe, what have you. But with the, um, you know, Prabhupada wanted to unite the East and the West because, you know, that culture is there in the East, thousands of years, wonderful culture, and, it is a a great, uh, that culture is a great uh, foundation for hearing and chanting. In other words, sometimes sometimes people have some difficulty, they lose their attraction to hearing and chanting about Krishna. Maybe they've committed offences or maybe they've seen so many others committing offences or behaving badly. You know, when there's no proper part of culture, is that devotees are hearing and chanting and they're developing good qualities. Uh, sometimes, it, especially, you know, the younger and more uh, beginning of the devotee is, when they see devotees behaving badly, uh, it, if there's some difficult difficulty, then the difficulty and, and the combination of seeing devotees behaving badly, they can just fall away. But if there's a strong culture that the interactions and the qualities of the devotees very, very nice, that even if they lose their, uh, you know, somehow their spiritual bearing of always cultivating Krishna consciousness rather than alone, they're they're still very attractive. There's a nice, uh, um, you know, I- interaction between the devotees and they're very attracted to the qualities of the devotees and the devotees are very caring for each other. If, if that is not there, uh, then you know it, it's it's much more dangerous. So this um, and, and that's what one thing we do get from this combination between the you know uh, from uh, from India, where you know the culture is there. It's called the Khandobauni, uh, the land of uh, you know, the land of uh, piety. Is, uh, you know, um, one has practiced culture. And uh, and religious life or spiritual life for uh, many, many lifetimes, uh, and therefore one takes birth in India. Uh, And and some of the common concepts of Bhagavad Gita, just as Prabhupada said, you just scratch a little uh, beneath the skin and and you see that uh, in India, you know, Krishna consciousness uh, can come out very very easily. So, uh, here, uh, this um, verse. Radha Muni is explaining that by, uh, as he says, uh, who is always engaged in the culture of Krishna Consciousness and in hearing of the Lord's activities. So that culture of Krishna Consciousness we can take in two ways. One you're actually cultivating your spiritual life and the other is the culture of Krishna Consciousness means the four regular principles, the good qualities that devotees are supposed to have, the caring relationships between devotees, uh, you know, uh, the proper family life, um, proper relationships all around. Uh, you know, earning an occupation in a way that is um, very conducive, very, uh, very helpful to one's Krishna consciousness, being able to think of Krishna, and at the same time, uh, you know, one's occupation is, uh, you know, one. Earns in such a way that they're always stable. The devotee always tries to, they, they don't do anything to, uh, you know, to say, make their platform that if they want to perform their usual daily activities of hearing and chanting and what have you, but somehow they've made arrangements by which their life becomes turned upside down. So the devotees are very, very careful about that, the type of. Uh, uh, you know, financial. and you know, that is also part of the culture. What do you do and get finances. You know the instances in the Chaitanya reading where a devotee, due to their financial uh, misbehaviour, cut himself in a real predicament. Uh, and uh, they asked the Lord, "Oh, you, you know, help such and such." The devotees <laughs> had to come and help him. But um, you know, all of this is part of the culture. Uh, the devotees arrange their life in such a way that they can just go on daily and cultivate Krishna consciousness because their culture, as a society, as a temple, as a family, is supported. Uh, and if when, and Krishna's pastimes, these pastimes, as we said, even the materialists, but they're so attractive that gradually, if one you know, hears and chance. The more one hears and chance, the more one becomes. Uh, as Prabhupada said, it's like uh, the attraction between a young, you know, couple. They can't stop thinking about each other. And as one hears and chance about Krishna, it's like that. I just got to hear more. You know, I've got to make some more time, and I don't want to do anything that's going to disrupt that. And. Um, I was thinking about that you know, this morning, when I, uh, uh, I read The Bag of the year before I ever met a devotee and I was very, very much attracted to it, so much so I used to go and camp in the, the woods uh, with a bag of amusement, a bit of water, a bit of powdered milk, and I'd just read The Bag of the year, and then I found The Neck Devotion and I was reading The Neck Devotion and I was just so attracted, so I just didn't want anyone to disturb me. <laughs> yeah. Anyone, anyone to disturb that reading process, and I just, you know, from morning to night, I just read that book. And of course, you know, when I met the devotees and realized, gee, I've got so many more, more books, you know, I'm joining. <laughs> and um, uh, so when I used to have, uh, you know, breakfast, from the very beginning, I'd eat really quick, so that I'd have a little bit of time before breakfast, and a little bit of time after breakfast. Because I was just so, you know, the the, the, the the scriptures are so attractive. You know, the more you hear about Krishna, you hear something about Krishna, you think, that is so wonderful. And then, you know, and then you hear something and you think, that is even more wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then it mentions something else. You go, I've got to know about that. What was that pastime? I've got to find that. So, the more one actually takes up the past, Uh, you know, there's nothing like hearing and chanting in this world. At the moment, currently around the world, there's a bit of a crisis. People are trying to find something to do. They're doing crazy stuff. You know, they all want attention. Look at me, look at me. (laughs) Look (laughs) at the city of the mountain. But actually, um, if they had this opportunity, you know, to hear and chant. They hadn't taken this up when they had the opportunity. They'd be in their homes now. They'd be chanting, they'd be kirtan, they'd be reading Krishna pastimes, they'd be online talking to other devotees. they'd be exchanging recipes, you know, how do you make this, how do you you make that uh, nice good And you know, and and, showing each other that all around the world, people would be thinking, I want this, you know, don't even stop this lockdown. This is wonderful. Like that. Now people are saying, look, I've only locked up for two weeks, I means they're in their own home, they're not judging or anything. And you know, okay, I want to get out. I don't care if I'm gonna die, I don't care if my family's gonna die, I've going to get out of this house. You know they're going crazy. There's a great risk. And people are saying, Let me out, let me out. I've got nothing to do, I'm going crazy inside. But for one who, you know, if they, you know, my recommendation is please start with the bag of your ideas, get into the the Bhagavatam, do some Kirtan, associate with the devotees, cook some nice prashad for your family, get out in the garden, grow some flowers for Krishna, you know, decorate the deities, clean the home, so many things. You know, 18 months have passed like that. 18 months. If <laughs> it is 18 months. But uh, it could be a long time. Let's hope this all finishes in a couple of days. It's a very difficult situation for many people, and of course, people are getting very sick and dying, so we offer our uh, prayers for everyone in this world. But on another platform, uh, certainly, uh, there's unlimited, you know, one can feel uh, that they're actually in the presence of the person under their Godhead immediately if they actually take up the process of. Device for service, and then they will not be sort of desperate to get out of their house. They'll be desperate. They'll, they'll be thinking, uh, here I am with the personnel of God. And I'm experiencing, you know, ever fresh bliss on a daily basis. So this is the uh, contribution of the Christian consciousness movement. And uh, I'll just leave it there. If anyone has any questions. Or
1: i trying to understand the, the process of uh, the approach of Maralam Murmi towards uh, uh, Prachinavati. Mm-hmm. Since uh, Prachinavari Maharaj was practicing Karma Kanda mm-hmm. and it's based on the Vedic prescriptions and um, understanding also the, the injunctions of the vedas, the, the Vedas? Basically, it's like a gradual progress of the living entity towards the spirituality. Uh, So, can we understand that the practice that Prachipo was engaged qualifies him to access to now encounter with his spiritual master and be uh, enlightened with this process of hearing, putting in this high level of spirituality? It's the of
0: previous engagement, ashwamed is just because of the mercy of his spiritual master, Miss Kesmara Munni. Hmm. That's a good question. So uh, <clears throat> you're asking that budgetary uh, value is engaged in can be So it's like religious activities, but very material. Authorized by the chast- What's that?
1: Authorized
0: yeah, by the religious injunctions. Yeah, they're far more valid injunctions. But there, there's a lot of materialistic considerations, might I say. So uh, yes, all of the Vedic injunctions done properly in proper guidance, purify them and bring one, they're conducive, they bring one to the point where it's favorable so that when the opportunity to associate with a a devotee, such as the Muni comes along by the mercy of the Lord, the mercy of the devotee. Um, It's not a karmic destiny, but the opportunity may be given. Um, The devotees, they are going out of their way to try and find everyone. So, it's not that those persons will automatically come in contact with the devotee because they're doing karma kanda or some materialistic type of religious you know, you know, following. Uh, but the devotees themselves, they're going out of their way to come in contact with them. So, the contact is being initiated by the mercy of the devotee. Uh, Prabhupada explains that in the Bhagavad Mm Gita, in the third chapter, Krishna says, bewildered by the most mature nature, the ignorant fully engage themselves in material activities and become attached. And that concludes religious activities which are predominantly materially based. Um, but the wise should not unsettle them, although these duties are inferior due to the performance lack of knowledge. So then in the purple, Prabhupada says, Men who are ignorant cannot appreciate activities in Krishna consciousness and therefore Lord Krishna advises us not to disturb them and simply waste valuable time. So, Prachinabari and persons even without the culture of Prachinabari, um, they, they cannot appreciate Krishna consciousness. Uh, and therefore, if, you know, therefore they may be critical or uh, dismissive, sometimes disrespectful, uh, basically they just avoid it. Now Prabhupada says, but the devotees of the Lord are more kind than the Lord because they understand the purpose of the Lord. Consequently, they undertake all kinds of risks even to the point of approaching ignorant men to try and engage them in the acts of Krishna consciousness which are absolutely necessary for the human being. So the devotee understands the Lord's saying, even at the end of the Gita, Krishna says, "Don't explain this to people who are envious or not austere, you know, which means they're taking intoxication, you know, eating meat and gambling. Don't explain Gita to them." You know, and here, similar thing. But Prabhupada has mentioned because this is see in the uh, Chaitanya reader, and even if you take the the, uh, the verse that we just read, Krishna says himself, the thirteenth chapter that. You know, in persons conditioned, material persons, if they hear, they can come to this platform of Krishna consciousness. So he's saying, if they, if they hear, they can come And at the other times he's saying, Don't speak to them. So he's saying the two things. But we understand that the whole purpose of the Gita is that is that Krishna appeared to bring people back to the spiritual world. That's what he really wants. More so than not speaking to them because they, you know, uh, they're not interested. More than anything, he wants his children to come back to spiritual, That is the main thing he wants. And therefore, the loving follow, Well, that's the more that you want. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to take the risk. It's our risk. Uh, you know, you're saying it's a risky business because they're not interested. That's okay. We'll take that risk. We'll take that dividend. So it's not the question of our. Own is uh, automatically going to come to that platform. But, all of those value processes, from processes for those in the processes for those who go to processes in Sapaguna, in the Bhagavad Gita in the fourth chapter, Krishna says that all purifying and they remove simple reaction. And by that process, one comes into contact with a devotee in that more purified state, there's you know the chance you know they can either accept what the devotee is saying or not. But all of those purifying processes are trying to bring them to the point where they're in a more likely position where they'll be respectful and at least hear. Okay. Yeah.
1: It wouldn't be correct to say that, for example, for Prachinavari Maharaj, many factors facilitate now his encounter and access, encountering with his spiritual master like Nagalmani, and also receiving that process. For example, his sons, the Prachetas, were engaged in austerities with the garden of Saranaya, who meets gave them uh, authorize a higher level of spirituality and the effects of that, because they are the sense, the benefit of being engaged in emotional service also benefit to the family members That's right. Sure. I can all the time I have personally have been instructed if I'm engaged in emotional service the benefit of that will benefit, uh, will also grant it to 10 generations in the past and in the future we also understand that because the prachetas were engaged in higher level of spirituality, mm-hmm. the benefit also went to Prajnavara, to right. qualify mm-hmm. to access to this higher spiritual process. Yes, that's, that's right. But, um,
0: uh, <coughs> when the devotee is you know, helping people to you know, hear a little bit about Krishna, and the process of ocean service, uh, that some of the people that they come across you know show no interest, uh, and some of the people that they come across may accept and you know hear. Uh, and of course they do have family members and they do have friends and it's natural that although a person is not particularly interested in Krishna consciousness, even if it was presented to them. But if another family member or a friend, etc., takes that Krishna consciousness, then because they're interested in that person just in a material way, they may take that Krishna consciousness also. Yeah, that's about bad. Um, and the other thing is that of course, you know, naturally when a person becomes uh, realizes that you know by this Krishna consciousness you can. Experience this uh, transcendental, blissful life and become free from the miseries of material existence and go back to Godhead, they're always thinking about their relatives and their friends. Uh, not, not according to uh, materialistic blood uh, relationships, sort of think, but naturally there's a natural affection for them. And because they're thinking about them, then, then Krishna also thinks about them. So if the devotee thinks, oh, you know. I had, you know, I've got my brother, my sister, and my mother. You know, she's not very interested. I wish she was. Then Krishna, because the devotee is thinking about that person. Then, as it says, you know, then because Krishna is always thinking of his devotee. You know, the devotee is always pleasing Krishna, and Krishna looking for the opportunity. I want to please my devotee. What does my devotee want? And the devotee says, I don't want anything for myself. They're thinking a wish plan. This relative of the can become so. Krishna makes some arrangement. Uh, so yeah, it, it does. It it, uh, it, it benefits. So um, otherwise, people by their religious activities under the you know, which basically is somewhat materially covered. Uh, in other words they don't really know anything about God and they don't know how to interact with the in devotional service and a lot of the you know, spiritual activities are very vague or centred around even the politics in this world. Uh, you know, what the speak development is here is that people who know religious really principles, none of them will automatically, by their austerities, their cultivation of knowledge uh, or their moral principles of this world, none of them None of that will actually uh, guarantee that one will become a devotee on the transcendental platform. It does not produce that result, none of those activities. But it is purifying, uh, you know, the, uh, certain activities, moral and religious principles are purifying, and they give one a better chance to accept. There's no guarantee they will accept you know, to hear nicely from the devotee, and uh, follow their footsteps. Uh, So, (coughs) therefore, it's not their karma, it's not their destiny necessarily. The only reason that it is destined that a devotee may come into contact with another devotee to begin the process is because they've done the devotional service in a previous life and therefore they're guaranteed to, again, get association and take off where they're left off. Those persons, uh, that, 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 that is a spiritual arrangement uh, made by the Lord uh, so that they can continue where they left off on the spiritual platform, but it has nothing to do with their cultivation of knowledge, posterities, or moral principles. Mm. Is there going to another question? Yeah, read? no, no. no. Uh, it's, it's,
1: it's regarding um, aligned to what the world is. Point, the principle of but being, because we forget Krishna, we get, entangled with the influence of material nature, and the mm-hmm. conception of right? life. Mm-hmm. So, you also mentioned about uh, the as a means to offer, uh, to be engaged or be practical in the itself. The validity of It's a, it's a, it's a culture that supports Krishna consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the validity of that, because they use in devotion and service for Krishna's pleasure, mm-hmm. that point was quite insightful for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, can we say that the medium and the end of Krishna consciousness is like a, the medium, the way how we the process, but at the same time as the goal Can we relate it, connect in that way? Connect the vana The use of Because Varnashram Dharma also is a gradual process means a process in Krishna consciousness, but at the same time, the aim
0: of the goal, because we use them as instruments in the ocean of for the Krishna special. So, if elements of Varnashram, that culture of four social orders and four spiritual orders, if aspects of that is conducive to our Krishna conscious, uh, then we accept it. And if it's not, we reject it. Um, <clears throat> now, we come in a line from Brahma, Vyasa, gradually down to Madhacharya, that and then uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is Krishna himself. So, although we're in the uh, the cyclic succession from Madhva, Madhva who existed before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enlightened the world about this Shravan, Kirtan and Shravan hearing and chanting. Remembering the past times of the Lord as the principal means of Christian consciousness. So, Madhucharya, his teaching was mostly based upon people following the varna system as the main process of liberation. But Lord Chaitanya taught us we're not interested in liberation. We're interested in love of God which is the fifth goal of life. So the Varnashrama Institution awards the four goals of life. The ability to perform religious activities, activities which are not sinful and pleasing to God as we go about our material activities. That's religious activities in the Vānashmāma. It allows us to develop uh, economic development, so, the society and the families go on, and then we can enjoy life uh, in that situation and ultimately attain liberation. And liberation means one can go to the impersonal Brahma Jodhi, or can go to Vaikuntha. Above that, so one can go to uh, Vaikuntha with, um, you know having a strong attachment to the Lord and being sinless and being detached from this uh, material world and a uh, desire to have uh, a relationship with the Lord uh, there is um, an aspect of love of God but one can go to Biconta where The concept of liberation is perhaps more significant than the aspect of love of God. Although it's there. Lord Chaitanya is giving something different. He's saying, so above Varnasra, which is often those four, we're only interested in the fifth goal of life, which is love of God. Therefore, uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to Madhvacharya, said to the followers of Madhvacharya when he was discussing with them, that that aspect of Varnashrama, although it is good because it is a wonderful support for spiritual life, but it is remains a little external. And this, to develop one's love of God, one doesn't develop one's love of God by practicing Varnashrama one develops the ability gradually to get liberated and go back to the To practice love to develop love of God, one must practice sravam, kirtan, Shravan, hearing, chanting, remembering, etc. That's how you practice love of God. And therefore, um, if one becomes too enamored by the activities of the Vana Shram, and reduces one's hearing and chanting about the Lord, one may actually handle one's cultivation of love of God. The cultural Krishna consciousness. So the cultural Krishna consciousness is both. So for those, you know, for those who want to develop their pure love of God, that's their prime and only goal. Shravan, Kirth and hearing, chanting, remembering. For those that It's not, they're not on that platform, but they they want to, they're attracted to Krishna, and they want to go to the spiritual world, um, and they don't have developed their love of God very sufficiently, that dhammashram platform is a real solid basis by the way they can still associate devotees, and even if they're having difficulty on the spiritual platform, they sort of remain stable. They don't go away. Fall down to sinful activities and things like that. So it keeps them stable, little time pass, and then again they're a little interest in the spiritual life like that. The devotees who are interested in hearing and chanting and remembering the Lord, even if there's no Bharasram practices, they're stable because they're, they're absolutely enjoying the bliss of that loving interaction. They don't need a Vharashram platform because they have the platform love of God. And that is a, a taste that you cannot get in any other activity. So they don't necessarily need. But the vast members of people who come to Krishna consciousness need you know, some of the activities which uh, you know, in this day and age, it's a minimum, such as marriage, uh, you, know, uh, you know, avoiding this sex, avoiding intoxication, you know, they're all aspects of Anashrama. You know, those principles of, of no gangue, intoxication. There are no gambling, toxicity, they're all aspects of so we take the essence of it, uh, plus, as we were saying, you know, proper relationships between people, developing good practices, proper activities in economic development, proper acti- activities in the government, etc. So you know, all of those proper all those activities of Varnashram uh, or religious you know institutions are very helpful for those who aren't quite on the platform of love of God is my only goal of life. So very helpful for them. But for one on that platform they don't need it. And I'll select Vānaśrāna as a preaching tool you know, encouraging people to do this, that and the other. So for preaching. And they'll practice it themselves in order that they're not just saying do this but they'll show people do as on the But they don't need to do such and such. So, uh, so you know, there is a, uh, a connection between Varnasrama and, and uh, the nine principles of devotion service, but they're not exactly on the same platform. One Varnasrama is considered external, and this process of bhakti is, you know, really the heart, soul of the bodies. and that's all they need if they practice it properly. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Shantava Gita. Yeah. Okay. yeah.